Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together, verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll put it all together for you. So let's get started. Today we are in Song of Solomon. We are in chapter 2, and we're starting at verse 16. And this is the part where the bridegroom has been talking about all this time about how she adores her bridegroom. And so this bride is talking about how much she adores her bridegroom. And she's talking about um, now in 16, my beloved is mine and I am his. He grazes among the lilies. So McGee points out that this is uh, a reference to this one of the greatest spiritual um, realities that um, we see in the Bible. And this... um, one of the great mysteries of the gospel, but also just a tremendous spiritual um, uh, message here is the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ and God the Father in heaven and with the Holy Spirit. This is the Trinity right here. And this describes love on a personal level, like between uh, this young uh, uh, bride and the bridegroom. Of course, the bridegroom being the 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 person who uh, is coming back to claim the bride, uh, the bridegroom being the reference to Jesus Christ, also on a deeper meaning, um, one who is coming back to reclaim the church, which is uh, his bride. The nation of Israel was referred to as his his bride, uh, and the bride, of course, was unfaithful in the Old Testament. And uh, had forgotten the ways and the teachings of the Father, uh, but uh, the bride being uh, the bridegroom being Jesus still loved the bride and laid came back and lay actually laid down his life for his bride, the church, and on an even deeper meaning, uh, the bridegroom bridegroom Jesus Christ <clears throat> is uh, uh, has laid down his life for each one of us, and the promise here. Is that he will come day come come back and return and wake up the bride, which is the church to reestablish the church, you know, um, and uh, each one of us as well. In turn, he will come back and as he raises all those um, from the dead, bringing back uh, to reestablish his church, um, 
And of course, um, there will be new creations. We'll have new new bodies, uh, just as he was raised from the dead and his body was raised from the dead. So will our physical uh, bodies. So um, a lot of references to Jesus Christ in this love story, in this um, little mini opera that that I'm uh, have alluded to also. But this other deeper spiritual truth is that um, as the 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 bride is saying here, my beloved is mine, and I'm in, and and I'm his. This is a reference to what we see Jesus teaching uh, in John, and I'm going to be reading from several places in John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 10, it says, Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? And verse 11, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. In verse 20, in that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. And this relationship that we have when we have Christ, when we believe in Christ, it's really faith in Christ and nothing else. You get the Holy Spirit to enter you. And the Holy Spirit of the Lord dwells in you. And that Holy Spirit of the Lord dwells in you. uh, And you are in Him. And He in you. And the Father is in the Lord Jesus, and the Father dwells in you. So, by faith, you have that relationship. You don't just know Him, you have Him inside you, and you are His. You are in Him. And the Good Shepherd will not lose a sheep. But this relationship that Jesus has with His Father in heaven, you now have with the Father in heaven. You have the same exact relationship, the same exact holiness that Jesus Christ has. You have His Holy Spirit, and the same exact righteousness is yours because Christ dwells in you. So this is a reference to that to that that unique relationship, that relationship built on love. It is a love relationship, and it is the greatest love relationship of all that relationship with Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Father in heaven is yours. Just like a love story. Just like the same type of love that you'll have a bride for the bridegroom. Even more than that. But it's it's like that. So, my beloved is mine and I'm in his. He grazes among the lilies. And it's the relationship to the lilies again, just like we... Uh, just like uh, she started off uh, chapter 2, verse 2, as a lily among brambles, so is my love among the young women. That is uh, a reference to Christ. And as he's talking about that, we uh, got that reference earlier 
in this chapter. As it hark back to Matthew chapter 6 when Jesus was talking about the lilies. Matthew 6, 28, Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not raised like one of these. But if God so clothes the grasses of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith, therefore don't be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious about itself, for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. These are the lilies of the field. You could think about it, the parable of the lilies, how the lilies grow. So he great, So this picture in verse 16 about the relationship with Christ, my beloved is mine and I'm his, that relationship that we have with the Father in heaven. I'm in the Father and he's in you and you're in me. And Christ is that to us. And he grazes among the lilies. That's how he grows. He seeks first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Just like the lilies on how they grow. They're not anxious about the day. And they trust the Father in heaven for everything that they have. So it's just a beautiful relationship of the love that we have with one another and how um, we have that relationship, but it's a relationship not based on any anxiety that comes from this world. It's first seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We, he gives us these righteous, His righteousness, but seek that righteousness. And then she says in 17, Until the day breathes and the shadows flee, turn my beloved like a gazelle or a young stag on cleft mountains. He wants the, she's calling out to the uh, her bridegroom just to always turn towards her. She always wants to be with him. Now, uh, in chapter 3, she is now, uh, she's been talking about um, uh, her bridegroom, and now all of a sudden uh, we change the subject. She's changed uh, the scenery a little bit. She says in verse three, verse one, chapter three, verse one. On my bed by night, I sought him, whom my soul loves. I sought him, but found him not. I will rise now and go about the city, in the streets and in the squares. I will seek him with my soul, whom my soul loves. I sought him, but found him not. The watchmen found me, as they went about the city. Have you seen him whom my soul loves? So now she's looking for her 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 bridegroom. She's still trying to find him. Either this they call it the bride's dream in in my um translation, whether it's a dream or whether it's another scene, but she's seeking him, she hasn't found him. But this is a picture as McGee uh points out that seeking Christ, seeking Christ is 
what we need to do. And is the parable of Matthew chapter 6, the lilies of the field, as Jesus Christ said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. This is a beautiful extension of Jesus Christ's parable about the lilies of the field. Seek him first. Don't be anxious about anything else. And then she said, um, The watchman found me as they went about the city. Have you seen him whom my soul loves? You know, she's asking the watchman. And in the verse 4, she said, Scarcely I passed him when I found him whom my soul loves. I held him and would not let him go until I brought him into my mother's house into the chamber of her who conceived me. She would not let him go. That's how much love she has. That's the zeal that we should have when we're seeking Christ, when we're seeking the kingdom of God. Verse 5, I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the does of the field, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. In other words, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about tomorrow, just like the lilies of the field. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the righteousness of Christ. And all these things will be added to you at the proper time. Don't awaken love until it's pleasing, until it pleases. Don't have anxiety about the love you have or about what love is. This is sort of a the, the, the story that, you know, on one level... She's saying, I just want to, um, I just want to uh, either dream, this is either a dream of finding her true love, this, this bridegroom, or it's just alluring to the, um, alluding to the fact that you don't want to have anxiety about trying to stir up anything until the proper time. And that's like the deeper meaning of Jesus Christ's parable of the lilies of the field, how they grow. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things will be added to you. Beautiful, beautiful um, uh, love story here, and it's really very powerful um, relationship uh, uh, picture, portrayal of the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ, the Father in heaven, and the Holy Spirit. So I hope this was encouraging to you. It certainly was to me. It's a very powerful study. Um, so God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ, and I'll see you next time. And now I'll turn the podcast over to Matali. Take it away. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 16 to 17, and chapter 3, verses 1 to verse 11. So we start from verse 16, which reads, My beloved is mine, and I am his. He feeds his flock among the lilies. So this particular verse looks at, um, it's a picture of the relationship of Christ to the church. You know, as Christ had said, I in you, and you in me. So Christ, um, you know, lives in us as children of God, as um, his own. Um, he lives in us and we live in him so you know down here he took 
um, yours and my place as sinners. And um, he died for us because he had love for us. And, um, you know, we, sh we are to show forth the life of Jesus Christ here as we live, as children of God. And um, we are risen with Christ because he lives in us and we live in him. And we are seated with him, um, with Christ at the right hand of Jesus. And um, yeah, Christ lives in us and we, we, we are to live in him. Um, and where Christ is right now, because we live in him, we are with him and we are seated at the right hand of, 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 of um, we are seated at the right hand of God with him. So, um, if we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21, um, you know, it reads, Therefore, let no one boast in men, for all things are yours. So all things here on earth are Christ. You and I belong to Christ. And let's, you know, let's not glory in men today. So today, um, all things are yours. If we have Christ in our hearts, the Lord um, is your Savior. The Lord is my Savior. And... Um, we ought to draw to Christ and, um, you know, he feeds amongst the lilies. So this speaks of fellowship, joy, and satisfaction. Um, if we sit um, at Christ's table today, you know, Christ has sent out an invitation to sit at his table today. And we can only attain satisfaction, peace, and joy, and fellowship in Christ if we cry out to Christ to draw us, if we allow the Holy Spirit to live in our hearts today. So verse 17 goes on to read, Until the day breaks and the shadows flee away, turn, my beloved, and be like a gazelle or a young stag among the mountains of Bether. So, um, you know, he is Christ. This is a picture of Christ standing um, on the mountaintop. He has triumphed. He has triumphed joy. He has triumphed the, um, his death. Um, by the resurrection and um you know let all that he has done for us be meaningful to us christ died for us what does him shedding his blood for us on the cross mean to us so let christ be the pillar um you know for our lives today let him be our rock and our firm foundation let him be the lighthouse of our lives today moving on to chapter three this is the second song, the second stanza. So, um, you know, we're moving away from um, the first scene of, um, you know, the family of the Shulamite girl in the um, country of Ephraim. And, you know, where the family had a vineyard and um, the Shulamite girl tended to the vineyard and where she met her shepherd. And she fell in love. You know, that's where it was her first love. And um, the shepherd told her that he was going to go away but he was going to come back one day and she waited and waited for the shepherd to come back until one day it was announced that king solomon had come to get her and she didn't know who king solomon was and um, when she went and saw who king solomon was that it was her shepherd um and she went with her shepherd so um verse one reads by night in my bed i sought the one i love i sought him but i did not find him so this looks at, um, you know, the picture today. 
of, 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 of the church. You know, verse 2 reads, I will rise now, I, I said, and go about the city in the streets of in, in the streets and in the squares, I will seek the one I love. I sought him, but I did not find him. So, you know, verse 1 and 2, it looks at, you know, um, as believers today, the church today. What service are we doing for Christ? Are we just sitting and, and, and you know, being lazy and not spreading the gospel out there? You know, when Christ um, rose three days after his... Um, his crucifixion he said go out there and make disciples of men and spread the gospel so as christians as the church today we ought to go out there and spread the gospel you know christ already sowed the seed so what service are we doing for christ today um we cannot just sit and lay around in bed and sit at christ's feet and um and um you know and not make fishes of men you know it is our job as our and our duty as christians today as the church today to grow um the church and to spread the gospel and to um to take the word out there to to you know about god the good news about god and to preach salvation you know it's our job to do service for christ today i think today the biggest challenge that we have as christians and um, as a church is the lack of service for christ the lack of service for the gospel um, as good Christians, we ought to go out there um, because we're going to be held accountable, um, you know, when Christ comes. So as good Christians, it is our duty to go out there and spread the gospel and spread the, the word. So what are you and me doing today to get the word out there? Are we doing service for God today? Christianity is not a selfish religion. You cannot, um, you know hear the gospel, learn about the gospel, you know, attain that knowledge and just keep it to yourself. Um, we ought to spread the good news. It's the good news of Christ. Christ died for us uh, because he, he loved us and we live in him. And in order for us to receive eternal life, um, um, we ought to share the gospel, share the good news of, um, of, of Christ and Christ's resurrection. So verse 3 of chapter three reads, um, the watchmen who I go up, the watchmen who go about the city found me. I said, "Have you seen the one I love?" So here, you know, the Shilamite girl was giving witness. She was going out there and spreading the word about the one she loves, about her shepherd. Verse four goes on to read, "Scarcely had I passed by them when I found the one I love. I held him." And would not let go. So you let's let us hold on to Christ. You know, once we find Christ, let us hold on to Him. Um, and um, it, Scripture goes on to read: "Until I brought him to the house of my mother, and into the chamber of her who conceived me." So she lost her shepherd, and now when she found him, she wasn't going to let go of him. You know, let us go back to that place where we first fell in love with Christ. You know, this is where she took her shepherd, you know, the place where she was born. So, um, where she first fell in love with Christ. So let us, you know, once I, I feel, you know, um, you know, many times we need that reset button. We need to go back to the place where we first fell in love, you know, with our first love. That was Christ. Where we first received Christ. Where we were first born again. Where we first received Christ in our hearts. Let us just reset and go back and, you know. 
and, and, and see the amount of love that Christ has for us. And, um, you know, Christ lives in us as Christians, as, as, as children, as his children. And um, let us um, have Christ in our hearts. So verse 5 goes on to read, um, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the does of the field, do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases. So um, here she comes to a place where she now has fellowship with, with um, the Lord. Um, because she has found him and she, she, she now has fellowship with him. So verse 6 is the beginning of the third canticle, the third song. So this is a picture of Solomon as he rode in state through his kingdom. So um, who is this coming out of the wilderness like pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, with all the merchant's fragrance powders? So um, Solomon is riding um, in state. This is, um, you know, uh, a picture of Solomon who rode in state through his kingdom. So it's also a picture um, of what the church should go through as witnesses, you know, through the world, you know, as good soldiers. Um, we ought to um, go out there with the perfume of myrrh. You know, myrrh speaks of the death of Christ and frankincense speaks of the birth of Christ. So do we have the fragrance of Christ? You know, this is the picture of the church. It should go through the word and spread should go through the world and spread the gospel. You know, we should have the fragrance of Christ today. Um, the fragrance, the perfume of myrrh and frankincense. So verse 7, um, this um, looks at the round table, the couch where Solomon sat, where the king sat, um, and shared a banquet with his intimate invited guests. So Christ has invited us to the, to the banquet, to the table today. And the bride was among the invited people sitting at the table of Christ. So they were sitting with the valiant of Israel. So the valiant of Israel, these were the, the soldiers, the secret service, um, because they were living in a time of danger. So verse 7 reads, Behold, it is Solomon's couch. This is the couch, the round table, with 60 valiant men around it um, of the valiant of Israel. So these are the secret service, the soldiers, the, 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 the faithful, um, who were protecting Solomon. So um, verse 8 goes on to read, They all hold swords, being ex experts in war. Every man has his sword on his thigh because of fear of the night. So um, the word of God is the sword. You know, in the times that we're living in today, you know, we ought to carry the word of God. We ought to know the word of God, which is the sword. You know, as a good soldier, we ought to have the word of God. We ought to be armed with the word of God. So um, verse 10 you know, it displays love and emotion, you know, a lot of love, you know, um, of, 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 of this particular, um, of his, of, of this particular room and how it was felt. So, um, it says, he made his pillars of silver. So his pillars were made of silver and it's support of gold, his seat of purple. So this is at the banquet. This is the room at the banquet of, you know, how much love and emotion, um, is displayed in this particular room. So um, it's interior paved with love by the daughters of Jerusalem. So there was a lot of love in this room. This is a room, um, you know, a, a banquet is set forth with the intimate. You know, Christ has invited us to his banquet. You know, the room and the pillars are made of gold and silver. And, um, you know, imagine how the beauty of it. Um, 
So verse 11 goes on to read, Go forth, O daughters of Zion, and see King Solomon. So this, uh, with the crown. So this is the picture of, we see Christ, our King, with the crown. So, with which his mother crowned him on the day of his wedding, the day of gladness of his heart. The day of the gladness of his heart. So, um, here, you know, his mother crowned him. David had, did not crown Solomon because he didn't have the heart to crown Solomon. Because um, David had another son, Absalom, who, who, who he actually thought was actually going to um, succeed him. But um, Absalom died in war. Absalom had a different agenda. Absalom defied his father, went against his father, and he was killed. So um, David didn't have that heart. Until you know, um, you know Nathan went to 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 to, to um, um, Bathsheba, that's Solomon's son, and told him we need to actually have a successor and crown a king. And this is when um, Bathsheba went to Solomon, and and they decided, okay, we have to have a king crowned. And Solomon was actually crowned by his mother. So um, behold him, King Solomon, you know, as Scripture says. So this is a picture of Christ. Let us behold Christ. Let us behold Christ in his life. Let us behold Christ in his death. Um, you know, let us behold Christ in his resurrection. You know, for all the solutions to the problems in life today can only be found in Christ. You know, we may feel like, you know, we have found different solutions to, to the different problems that we're facing today. But that's just temporal, you know. The permanent solution to all the problems in life is Christ. Let us have Christ in our lives. Christ is the solution to all the problems. Let us behold Christ in everything that we do. Let us behold Christ in our hearts, in our lives today. So yeah, this is today's teaching. Um, thank you all for listening in. Um, and um, yeah, have a good day and God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you.